Hello and welcome to Lunar Books Podcast, where we dive deep into the world of books, mangas, comics, e-readers, movie adaptations, and all things bookish. I'm your host, Daniel Moon. Before we go into today's episode, show your support by liking, subscribing, and sharing as your actions can make a huge difference in helping the podcast grow. Also, before I go in any further, if you hear any noise in the background, that's my fan. Apologies in advance. Now, in the last episode, I did a review of the first book in the Harry Potter series, which is the which is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Now, while reviewing the book, I mentioned that there are a few plot holes in the book, but they didn't take away completely from the book itself and the story. As such, in today's episode, we will be discussing a few of those plot plot points, um, which I found, like I said, while I was reviewing the book, as well as from websites or different websites. Before I start in letting you guys know a few of those plot points, I must say that there is a spoiler warning in effect, as some of these plot holes involves topics that relate to major moments and issues in this story, or may relate to these things. You have been warned. First plot point. All posts makes no sense. You know, the reason why the person... I'm a 50-50 with this one really as to it being a good plot point, but the reason why they say that it makes no sense is firstly you have to know or understand that owl post means that there you have an owl as a wizard or a witch and you give that owl a male package or whatever you may have you give it to the owl and the owl will take it to the person you want so i'm here and i want to send something to someone let's say i'm in the us and i'm i would like to send something from the us to england or even from New York in the US to let's say Chicago in the US whatever the distance does the distance does not matter but you want to send packages and stuff what you do is you'd give these owls your packages and they will send it to the person now that's a really cool thing um, one I like owls so that's really fun however the reason why they say that it makes no sense is because one this is a creature an owl this is just an animal a small one that a human being can overpower you can intercept that mail so if you have information you don't want to share with someone they can take it away from you and see it or destroy it or whatever open your mail you know you don't want people to open your mail that was the first thing that the person um, stated as to why it makes no sense another reason is that there are other means of communication that wizards have to them or have disposed to them that they're able to just pop up and say hey this 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 is and go back i understand you're probably gonna say or think that hey maybe the person that wants to send the message is busy but um by the time you get some messages across you may have even seen the person already because for example in the fourth and the fifth book we've seen where the fourth the fifth and the sixth book we've seen where oh and the second book so I'm correction the second the fourth the fifth and the sixth book 
we see where wizards use what is known as the flu network to communicate with each other as well as to travel now in the second book as well as also in the fourth book so it's the second the fourth the fifth the sixth book i think i said that when is in the second book they use the flu network to travel from the weasley's home all the way to london where um all the way to london where the diagon diagon alley is now to put that into perspective the weasleys live probably about an hour away from diagon alley could be more but from what i remember and the distance and everything they live probably about an hour away from diagon alley and they traveled almost instantaneously from the Weasley's home all the way to Diagon Alley. That's the first thing. The second thing in the fourth book, in the fifth book, yes, in the fourth and the fifth book, we see where people have transported parts of their body to send a message or to communicate with somebody. Uh, we see Amos Diggory did do it to um, do it with mr weasley where they'd communicate and even food was able to travel across um across spaces using the flu network so that's why um the person said that outpost makes no sense and i'm 50 50 with this why it's not that it doesn't make sense it's just that you have more feasible ways of communicating and sending information across um two different areas or between two people Another plot point was that they say they say that Ollivander would go bankrupt because he sells his ones so cheap while the cores that they use to make these ones are so expensive and that is actually true because there was um, when Harry got his first book list either his first book list or throughout the book series on his book list i think he was able he was supposed to buy i think unicorn hair unicorn hair costs between seven and nine gallons now gallons is one of the currencies used in the wizarding world maybe another episode we can go into some of the lore into the harry potter universe but back to it so yes unicorn hair costs anywhere between seven and nine gallons whereas uh, Mr. Ollivander has been selling his ones for at very most I think I've ever seen in any of these books. Um, the cost of a one was probably 12 gallons or 13 gallons. That's not much of a profit. That's not much of a profit because you have to remember these one cores are just part of what they need to do. You have to think about the wood and all of these things. And I know maybe they don't um, sell the wood maybe um they actually i think they do sell the wood there's um one of the books i don't remember which one if it was fantastic be somewhere to find in the book or um quidditch through the ages or there was another book that i read or maybe it was through whichever the point is sorry for ranting like that but the point is i think they do sell the wood in one of the lures in one of the outside information i think they do sell the wood that is used for 
one making so considering all the expenses that a one maker has to go through selling the ones for seven eight nine ten at most i believe 12 or 13 gallons is not very profitable so yeah another plot hole that was said or seen in the when i was doing my research is that it said that the sorting hat is a sham now if you don't know the sorting hat in the harry potter universe is a regular wizard pointed hat one of those hats that look like a triangle with the rim at the end that you regularly see which is on wizards used in different movies and books and animes those hats that's the hat that hat is bewitched or was bewitched by the four founders of hogwarts now that hat is used to sort the new students into their different houses now while why they say it's a sham is that in the movies in the movies and if you're to read the book it I'm not sure how to put it, but let's say you um, let's insinuate or maybe think about what the person was going at is that the you have probably a specific amount of a specific amount of students that was seen in each of the different years um, at Hogwarts in the different houses. No, in all honesty, I don't. In all honesty, there has never been an outright claim to say these. this is the amount of students that we accept every time and this is the amount of students that will be at the school. And there's also never a point where it said that we only accept even number of students. No. The thing though, we can, we can only say that the, there are five Gryffindor boys and five Gryffindor girls. Outside of those five, we cannot actually put a number on any other house for the year that Harry goes to or any other year because there's no outright number. Now, why the person say that, it's a, that the sorting ceremony and the sorting hat is a sham is they're saying that if there is a specific amount of students that they accept and if it is even it means let us say we have four houses let us say we have a hundred students that come in one year what that is telling us it's not let's a hundred is a bit too much because the visiting world is not as vast as it once was so let's put it at 50. let us say we have now let's put it at even 40 so that we can use the the 40 for four houses so let us say we have 40 students what this plot point is trying to say is that if um, if it's an even number and it's only 40 that comes what they're saying is that if the first five girls come that come in are from go straight into Hufflepuff what it's saying is that the sorting hat will not choose Hufflepuff for the remaining people even if from the remaining people they have a family history of being in Hufflepuff that's what the person or the writer of this plot point is saying and that would say that would mean that if all the houses are gone let us say we have five boys in Hufflepuff five girls in Hufflepuff already five girls in Ravenclaw three boys in 
Ravenclaw, two in Slytherin and one in Gryffindor. It means that no matter what happens between the rest of the remaining boys, we can only have two go into Ravenclaw, um, three in Slytherin and four in, in Gryffindor, no matter what happens. That's what they're saying, which I don't believe that's the case. Because if you, when you read the book itself, as well as when you get additional information that J.K. Rowling published after the book series ended, what she mentioned is that the year, the year that Harry went to Hogwarts and the subsequent years after, there were not a lot of, um, students because during the time when Harry and his year group would have been conceived Voldemort was at his highest killing people being all violent and everything so the wizarding world decided not to have children they decided that hey we're not gonna have children and bring them into this world outside of that what also was happening was that Voldemort and his followers were Get, um, killing other wizards, getting them out of the way, removing them, especially if they go against him. So because of those two situations, there were not a lot of um, wizarding children that were born. And um, because of that, not just wizarding children, but because of the time as well, there were a lot of unrest going on in even in the non-wizarding community. So even then, they weren't having a lot of kids to have a potential muggle-born wizard so because of that we can't actually go out and say hey that's what Hogwarts and there I could be wrong and if you have found any um, if you've seen any sources that say otherwise but I've not I've never seen where JK Rowling posted or in any of the books posted that hey Hogwarts only accepts this amount of students and each house has to have an even number no I've never seen that um, so and the thing also is that if we were to go by that lore let us say the person used the fact that there were five boys and five girls in Gryffindor let's use that as an example so five boys and five girls at Hogwarts let's you start with Harry's first year so Harry's in first year so that's ten for that year right so Gryffindor then would have 10 for each of its subsequent years which means that there would be 70 Gryffindors for that for Harry's first year there would only be 70 Gryffindors that's one two um, 70 Gryffindors means also there would be 70 Slytherin 70 Hufflepuff 70 Ravenclaw which if you go 7 by 4 is 210 students now 210 students would make the castle very empty 210 students would make the castle very empty because every time you read um harry every time you read the books you it's insinuated that there are so much more than 210 students because the corridors are always busy the corridors are always packed how is it that you have 210 students and the corridors are always packed even when you have students or the corridors are almost always packed even though when you have students that some of them are doing double sessions in a class so you can't really for me I don't believe that there's a um, an even number of 
students and i don't believe that it has to be a specific amount of students in each house i believe that there are instances where for example you have for one year you'd have probably 10 hufflepuffs in total another year 12 or 13 that's just what i believe um and the visiting world will never be at least during the time of the books won't really have a lot of students because of the unrest that kept going on so yeah that was a very long rant on that one plot point but it's still a very good plot point nonetheless another plot point that i found was that it says how did the azkaban escapees get their ones back no in the first way the first so in book book three in book three the very first event the very first escapee or escaping from a prison occurred and that was when Sirius black escaped now that was the first thing Sirius black being a prisoner he was able to still have his one i'm not sure the book didn't say that it was his one but since but Sirius had a wand when he went to help harry at in the ministry in the fifth book so either Sirius got his own one he's got back his one between the third and the fifth book or he got a new one but nonetheless Sirius had a one when he went to fight at the ministry of magic another instance where they were where they referenced as escapees is in the fifth book right in the fifth book about a set of death eaters death eaters who are also that's the name that of Voldemort's followers but a group of death eaters escaped from Azkaban Azkaban is a wizarding prison but a group of death eaters escaped from the prison but yet still they for sure got back their wand we know that one for sure because it's um they mention it in the book as well as we see it in the movies so we know for sure that those escapees got their wand back now the reason why they're wondering and it is true this is a plot point plot point because what we learn in the entire um in the entire book series is that um is plot holes i should say not plot point but anyways, what we learned in the entire series is that once a wizard um, breaks the law so much so that they go to Azkaban um, or depending on the, what they do their wand would be one confiscated and stored in the ministry that's the first thing and two they would um, their wand would be snapped in half it would be broken and they, what we learned is that for example in in, in in when we learned when we were introduced to Hagrid Hagrid said that he was expelled from Hogwarts and his wand was broken in half he still has the pieces but his wand was broken in half that's the first instance in the fifth book when Harry performed magic outside of Hogwarts as well as performed magic um, in the presence of a muggle he was sent a letter by the Ministry of Magic saying that 
he is expelled from Hogwarts and he should wait at his premises as ministry workers are coming to his house or going to his house in order to um, either arrest him or to snap his wand in half. That's the next, the second thing. So my question is, how is it that a person that is expelled, that's the only, um, and yeah, right, a person that is expelled for doing bit one, one of them was because he was just expelled, and another one for doing a magic, doing magic for protecting himself. Those two people um, were being told that their wands would be snapped in half. They did not commit murder. They did not do anything like that. However, majority of these um, escapees during this time were murderers. But yet still, their wands still existed. That's the first thing. Their wands were still existed. Their wands still existed. The second thing is that if their if their wands were not destroyed, how is it that they were able to ascertain those ones while it was locked away in the Ministry of Magic. The Ministry of Magic, one of the most protected places outside of Hogwarts. You're telling me that wizards just waltz in, go up to where they're being stored, take them out and no one sees or says anything. It's just very, that plot hole is just very big because all the history that we've been given those ones should have been either highly protected or destroyed so that one does not really make sense another plot hole that came out is that why couldn't james and lily potter be their own secret keepers now a secret keeper is someone that they it's like an enchantment that you put on an environment or it's an enchantment or a bond that is created between um a person and that secret meaning if i have a secret or i want to create a secret and be that create a secret let us say i want the secret that i want to create is um what do you call it now i have i know where buried treasure is right I know the location now if I want to keep that location a secret that no matter what if a person goes right beside it and dig they will not find it that secret can be protected by the person known as a secret keeper and that secret keeper is the only person that can divulge that information meaning though it is my um, though I know that location I can give it to the person and it, that secret will remain only between the two of us. I magically, I cannot tell anyone else and that person is the only person that has the opportunity to tell them whoever they want or whomever they want about the location of that buried treasure. Now, the reason why, I the reason why they, this plot hole is being questioned and why it exists is because we learn so let's go back james and lily are harry's parents and they were told that the lord um, voldemort is coming to kill them no they in turn decided to go into hiding and to let only one person know who their secret know where they're staying that person would have been the secret keeper and fine 
that person eventually we learned that that person was already um, working for Voldemort and he betrayed the Potters and he was supposed to be their best friend anyways moving along they're saying why did they why didn't they be their own plot their own secret people no maybe you guys are gonna say no they can't it's the magic you know it's best that somebody we all thought that and I thought that after a while and the reason why we as the readers start thinking about it is because um what do you call it is because Bill and Fleur went into hiding later on in the series Bill is Ron's older brother and Fleur is Ron is Bill's wife now Bill and Fleur went into hiding and Fleur was this not Fleur Bill was the secret keeper for his own house how is it that he can be the secret keeper for his own house but James and Lily didn't think that and Dumbledore didn't think to say be your own secret keeper no why why didn't it why wasn't it like that which is just for me it shouldn't have been if they were their own secret keeper sad to say the book probably wouldn't exist but still they should have done that for themselves so yeah another plot hole that i found was that they're saying that underage trace is inconsistent the underage trace is a magical enchantment placed on children from the day they're born until the day they're born or the day they start manifesting their magical abilities till the day they turn 17. In the wizarding world 17 is the age of consent, the age of being an adult, the age of everything you know. So um, the underage trace, that's the underage trace. Now, another thing they're saying they're, they're saying that it's inconsistent because in in um the first book we learned that harry did minor magic um regrew is here um able to fly or jumped higher than he needed to or higher than inhumanly possible and a few other things but he was not sent any letters as far as we're aware no letters were sent to his home for doing these things that was the first thing the second thing is in the second book we see where Dobby did a bit of magic which was a hover charm to make something hover above the ground Dobby which was a house elf did the hover charm but yet still Harry received a letter for that hover charm because Harry as far as the Ministry of Magic is aware is the only magical person for a few miles um, for a few mile radius in Little Wingy where Harry lives so because of another magical being did magic he was sent a letter now we see also in the fifth book where Harry did magic to protect himself and he was sent a letter for um, for using magic now this is where the inconsistency comes in one in the beginning of the fifth book before Harry even did his magic 
um, someone um, disapparated from where Harry was. Now, disapparating is also a form of magic, and if it is done in a place for like where Harry lives, where he's the only known um, he's the only known wizard in that era. Why isn't it that he got a letter saying he disarmed? You know, the disapparating charm was done. That's the first thing. Now, after Harry did the letter and got, after Harry did the magic and got his letter, a whole bunch of wizards came to his house, but one of one or two of them actually did magic in the area. Why is it that Harry didn't get another letter saying that, hey, you're performing magic? So it's a bit inconsistent because um, in one instant he gets a letter, another instant he doesn't get a letter. And it's not like we as readers want Harry to be um, arrested or anything or loses his wand or anything, but still, try and be a bit more consistent. Another plot hole. Why couldn't Harry see Thestrals out since the beginning or all along? Now, Thestrals are scaly-like horses, meaning it's like you're seeing just skin and bones. They don't have any muscle, they don't have any fat or anything. You're just seeing skin and bones. So these are types of horses that appear to be skeletal, only having a bit of skin over their bones. They also have wings and they, because they're they're very um, they have this skin and bones or skeletal look to them they, their head look almost like dragon heads but they're horses these thestrals can only be seen by a person that has seen death a witch or a wizard that have seen death so if someone dies in front of my eyes I'll be and I'm a wizard I'll be able to see thestrals that's the first thing now why they're wondering is why Harry couldn't see Thestrals before was that one Harry saw his mother die before his eyes um, two Harry saw Sirius die before his eyes eyes so those are two people that Harry saw and cared about that died before his eyes but yet still he was not able to um, I'm, I'm going far ahead of me of myself Harry saw two people that died before he was able to see Thestrals. It was um, his mother when he was a baby as well as he saw Professor Quirrell die in the first book in front of his eyes. Now there is a if and but as it relates to Quirrell because people are saying that Quirrell did not really die. Harry had passed out before Quirrell actually died um, that was the first thing so maybe we'd, let's put that one aside they're saying that another reason why he did not see these festivals since going to Hogwarts um, was that um, we call it as a baby he would not have understood um, or be able to process death as um, an adult or a grow up an older child would and maybe but it doesn't make sense I'm not sure but I just don't believe that it should have taken Harry all the way to the fifth year before he's able to see Thestrals 
um i could be wrong but i i kind of wish that he because i think the reason why i find it like that is because i'm saying yes as a child you may have seen when you see that your parents die you may not have understood but as you grow you start to understand you've already seen it so why is it that he was not able to see festivals still so i don't know i could be wrong maybe things were just strange but yeah that's just that plot hole and it probably not as my my defense is probably not as strong as it should be for such a a plot hole but hey another plot hole how did fred and george not spot peter pettigrew on the marauders map no the marauders map is a map created by harry's father and his best friends um back when they were at hogwarts they created a map and that map shows the outline or shows every part of hogwarts the entire outline all i think it's seven floors that they have all seven floors of hogwarts all corridors every room classroom everything that relates to hogwarts that map can see it also has the ability to see the what each and every person is doing um no matter where they are that map will show them now peter pettigrew is someone that he was peter pettigrew is one of the co-authors of the marauders marauders map now he's also a person that everyone knew to be dead at the time now i want to say everyone let's say the adults so fred and george are not the thing though is that ron had a pet rat that pet rat ron has had since probably before he went to hogwarts now while at hogwarts before he went to hogwarts the twins were not able to see that but while at hogwarts the twins would have been able to see ron roaming around with her someone named peter pettigrew and they're gonna be wondering who is peter pettigrew now where i can kind of understand as to why the twins did not spot peter pettigrew on the map was one they weren't really looking for their brother on the map whenever they use it that was one two I believe that when they're using the map it's for them to do mischief and maybe at the time where they are Peter is not Peter Pettigrew is not there um, three even if they were to look at um, their brother in the room to check up on him and stuff we learn that Ron's pet rat is like any other animal in that school they don't stay in the dormitories with their um pet holder because even what's his name neville longbottom has a toad and he can ne- almost never find his toad even within the comp the dormitory itself you see teachers finding it and giving it back to him or his own um classmates one and two times we do see mention of his toad in the classroom with him but it's not always a thing so 
that plot hole yes it's it makes sense but there's still reasons as to why he would never have been spotted another plot hole that we that i found was that dumbledore is gullible now why we say that dumbledore is gullible is that in the very first book in the harry potter series that i reviewed last week we learned of quirrell now in one of the we learned about quirrell quirrell quirinus um now quirrell quirinus is a professor at hogwarts that teaches for that year he teaches defense against the dark arts before i'm not sure what he taught but it's insinuated that he taught something else before or he was just a brilliant student before going on to teach but either way we learn of quirrell now the very first not the very first but during the halloween feast at hogwarts quirrell burst into the the great hall where they have food and everything he burst into the great hall shouting that there's a troll in the dungeon and then he faints now by just that you'll be like oh this guy's afraid of trolls he's fainting at it blah 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 however we then learned that quirrell was one of those professors that was asked to protect the was asked to protect the philosopher's stone in the chambers and what quirrell used to protect the the stone was a troll so how is it that and remember these protections would have been set up since the beginning of well maybe not but these protections would have been um set up from the beginning of the school but even if they were not set up at the beginning of the school and they were set up after quirrell had his episode why then did dumbledore and the other professors like were like hey how is it that troll entered the school and was ready to um do harm to the students yet still you submitted a troll as a form of protection of this stone so that's why people are saying that hey he's a bit gullible and why is it that he didn't see this up before now i think we've been going on and on and on and on so the last plot hole that i'll discuss here is why didn't the minister of magic use truth serum now truth serum or as it's known in the book is verita serum verita serum is a uh, liquid that once ingested would force the drinker to tell the absolute truth they cannot lie and they can't fight it that's what that potion does and you learn about it in the goblet of fire that would be the fourth book where Sir, um, Severus Snape who is a professor at Hogwarts who hates Harry Professor Snape threatened Harry by saying three drops of that, um, just three, three drops of that potion is enough to let Harry tell him all his darkest secrets and anything that he would like to know. So 
how is it that if a professor at the Hogwarts had these potions readily available and he can make it at the drop of a hat why is it that the wizarding world ministry of magic did not use this potion when they were trying to decide or decipher who was a follower of who was a follower of Voldemort and who wasn't why don't they use it this potion in interrogation when it comes to criminal matters and the court at the ministry something like that should have been a part of daily interrogations as it relates to magical law and different criminal trials that they would do at in the magical world so this thing about them saying that people were we call it now acquitted of all charges and all of these things why there's something called veritas serum there's something called truth potion everyone knows about this or at least everyone in the magical law community should know about this as well as everyone that went to some higher form of training should know about the veritas serum why wasn't it a part of a regular routine to interrogate people as it relates to different criminal matters and there you go about that's 10 plot holes that i discovered while preparing this um episode for you guys there are a lot more and maybe i could even do another episode on some more plot holes that i found but for now we're gonna leave it at these 10 it was a lot to discuss um these plot holes they do take away from they do shed some light on some of the plot points or the plots of the story so i apologize for the spoilers if you've never consumed any harry potter lore or if you've only consumed the movies apologies for that but yeah those are 10 plot holes that were discovered i hope this episode was not too long and that you enjoyed listening and learning and hearing me just being just freestyling it based on the different plot holes that i see uh thanks for listening this is the lunar books podcast i'm your host daniel moon if you've enjoyed this episode please go ahead and support this podcast by sharing it with sharing it with others post about it on your social media and you can also leave a rating and review on the different platforms that you use to listen to this to catch all the latest from me the podcast and everything you can follow on instagram and on tiktok everything every link will be in the show notes so until next time stay safe